Welcome, this is Anthony Haynes, I'm Creative Director of Frontiners Limited. Welcome to the Grey Lit Cafe podcast brought to you by Frontiners Limited. Frontiners is a communications consultancy focused on engineering, infrastructure, sustainability and research. Now, in my work uh, as a communications consultant and as an editor, I frequently encounter some binary sets of words where one of the uh, one of the pairs of the uh, uh, terms is a, a negative, so you get things like uh, literary and non-literary. You get fiction and non-fiction, and creative writing. And well, very few people ever say the opposite. But presumably, the antithesis is something like non-creative writing or uncreative writing. And the thing that interests me about these pairs is I think they're clearly power tools. They they always privilege. You know, the literary, the first term, literary is privileged over non-literary and so on. And the non-bit, the uncreative bit or the non-fiction bit is often left rather poorly defined and uncharacterised. And I have to say, I don't get it. I don't get it. I work a lot in these fields. I suppose um, I I specialise these days mostly in grey literature and I suppose non-literary is actually quite a close synonym to grey literature. And I don't understand why someone wants to put it down and imply that in some way it's inferior. I find it a fascinating field to work with. Not everyone agrees with me. I um, I once attended a creative writing conference. I've published um, many books on creative writing as a publisher, not as an author. And um, I asked what the opposite of creative writing was. I asked people what non-creative writing was, and I, I didn't really get a clear answer at all. And I asked them, uh, for example, um, the writing of a business plan. If you write a business plan, is that creative writing? And I was left in no doubt it wasn't creative writing. In fact, one person really got kind of quite angry at me for even asking a question, but no one ever quite told me why. Why, why, why is writing a business plan not a piece of creative writing so undaunted i i I, uh, I carry on with this um no doubt benighted belief that these non-literary areas of writing are actually full of interest and dare i say it full of creativity now if you look at the writing about writing and i'm but talking particularly here about the sort of memoirs that writers produce and the autobiographical reflections that they produce about how their writing career developed and how they go about writing and so on. Uh, there's a real dearth of that kind of thing in the non-literary area. There are plenty of memoirs and, and so on by uh, novelists and, and, and poets and the like, but actually um, people working primarily in grey literature fields uh, where where are the, uh, the the memoirs and the autobiographical reflections from then? I think they're few and far between. There are books on how to produce this kind of stuff, you know, the, the self-help or how-to books. I've got a, a book on my shelf um, by Peter Bauman called The Well-Fed Writer. The subtitle is Financial Self-Sufficiency as a Commercial Freelancer in six months or less. So so that's a helpful book, but it's very very much a how-to book. What I'm interested in is, well, where's where's the autobiographical narrative that explains how how thing how a writer's career and a writer's approach developed? And so that's that's um, a long way of introducing what is actually the subject of this particular episode. Um because 
At the weekend in the post, I received um, a, a copy of a recently freshly published book. It's called, uh, and as always, we've put all the biographical, bibliographical detail in the um, in in the show notes. It's called the Accidental Author. The subtitle is Fifty Years Writing Africa and the World, and the author is Duncan Clark. Now, before I uh, review this book, let me just declare an interest because I've known Duncan for many years and I've worked with Duncan for many years. I did a little bit of work on this particular book, actually, not not very much. I, I, I didn't work on it as an editor, but I did discuss some of the ideas that, as Duncan was working on it and I did read the typescript and I volunteered a few comments and made a few suggestions so I, I do have a sort of bit of a bit of a, a stake in it so that's my declaration of interest let me explain what the book is um, it's written in autobiographical form it's it, overall form is narrative it covers here Duncan's writing on a whole variety of topics or fields I suppose the main uh, fields would be certainly oil the oil industry and energy as well economics and africa it's uh, its history and its culture and its its peoples and it covers writing that duncan clark did in a variety of contexts and and for whilst working in a variety of organizations such as for instance petro consultants and then for a long time his own business uh global pacific and partners and i just want to say a word about that uh, a few years back duncan produced um uh, a, a company history of global pacific and partners it's called three decades in the long grass a story of global pacific and partners and um when duncan first told me he was working on a company history i, I sort of found it difficult to sort of you know, express a great deal of interest because in my work I, I've come across quite a number of um, company and organisational histories and occasionally I've worked on them and, and generally speaking it's a pretty dull genre and to be frank it often doesn't matter that the books are dull because often no one reads them anyway that's not really what they're being published for. But three decades in the long grass actually was the exception. I mean, it's first of all, nearly all organisational histories are too long. And actually, three decades in the long grass is not too long. It's very, you can read it very quickly. It's a nice, short, compact book. But it's also fun and it's entertaining and it's got a real kind of, you know, warm uh, kind of hu human side to it and, and written with a sense of humour. So the book covers um, Duncan's writing in, in a whole variety of fields, but also fro from a variety of locations. So um, the writing, some of it was produced particularly in his academic days uh, in Rhodesia and then in South Africa. And then there's writing from Geneva, especially about the oil industry, um, Scotland with his um, PhD thesis in at the University of Edinburgh, um, St Andrews. And uh, also some writing produced in UK, especially London and uh, Australia and elsewhere. And the thing that really attracts me is it, it, he weaves into his story, his his writing, his his decisions to write, his need to write, to make a living in a variety of genre. And so the typical genre that he's produced, I mean, are countless words. I mean, it's a huge uh, literary output the, the key genre have been things like reports certainly consultancy reports uh, briefings 
and papers as i say a phd thesis and, and then a number of a number of books particularly later in his career as well and i think we should add to that uh, the spoken word actually presentations uh, he actually has a chapter called the unwritten words so it's not purely about literature in the in the in the purest uh, most literal sense of the term i think one of the big takes from this book apart from just a sense of the kind of like this guy's had fun yeah like he's done a lot he's achieved a lot and he's actually managed to um get a lot of enjoyment out of doing all this stuff so you know people who think of uh, gray literature forms as all a bit kind of dull and nothing but serious well and dutiful you know think again it's not all earnestness even if even if the uh the actual output has to have an earnest feel to it i think the big thing i get out of this is what what do you need to succeed to be a successful author of this type what do you require and uh, i think actually either explicitly or implicitly that there are a number of sort of attributes and qualities that emerge and I don't claim to have identified all of them but I think the ones I'd mentioned first of all adaptability I think that's absolutely key the um, author of the book Duncan adapts to changes sometimes completely unforeseen changes like being kicked out of South Africa at short notice um, having to move between places having to sort of work out a way of making a living and, and adapt to the context and the, the particular context uh, that you're in but also having to adapt for the needs of different clients and, and markets and so on so I think adaptability uh, emerges very strongly as a key trait I think luck you know, um, having being in the right place, getting meeting the right person, getting the right offer. But I think uh, people often say about luck that you, to a large extent, you actually create your luck. And the way you create your luck is by putting yourself out there, uh, you know, getting around so people get to know you and uh, get to hear of you. And actually you then uncover op- opportunities and then you need to be sufficiently enterprising to recognize those opportunities. And then you need to be confident and decisive enough to actually do something with those opportunities. So I, I put all of that under under the heading of um, you need to be lucky. You certainly have to have a lot of initiative. So part of the success of building a career in grey literature forms is being reactive, but also yeah, part of the success is about you being proactive and you, you taking the first move and, and sort of make, making making things happen. I think you have to have a great reserve of stamina so this this field as a way of working as a sort of professional field is not for dilettantes my favorite part of the book the, the book's divided in the, the chapters are grouped into various parts my favorite part is actually part 5 which is called the writer's world and in the chapters there um, Duncan Clark reflects on the, the, the actual business of authorship in terms of the processes. You know, what what does he actually do when he's writing? How does he go about that? Um, and tied in with that, the sort of methods he uses, and also the, the the sources he's used, and and how he's used those sources. And then in the same part, there are also chapters which I suppose interest me particularly because I'm an erstwhile uh, book publisher. Um, there are chapters there about his experiences of publishing both publishing books and publishing journals so there there we there we are there we have it i think it's um 
I think it's a much needed book because I think it really spill, fills a space. And there are, you know, a huge number of people with different kind of job titles in, in editorial and public relations and communications on who are working you know, professionally as a central part of her job in various forms of non-literary material, grey literature and so on. And as I say, there is a dearth of this sort of uh, humanistic literature about, well, what, what's it like to live a career of that type? And I think that's what Accidental Author does. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Grey Lit Cafe is edited by Dr. Bart Hallmark and produced by Frontinus Limited. Frontinus specialises in grey literature forms such as proposals, publications, papers and reports. The music is from Handel's Water Music, courtesy of the United States Marine Band and Marine Chamber Orchestra. (laughs) ¶¶